Joseph was marking the days away in his Egyptian prison cell. He didn't have a sentence. He might get out of there in a few more days. He might get out of there in a few more years. He might never get out of there. But he had to. God gave him a dream. And God gave him favor. There in the dungeon of a foreign country, Joseph began climbing another ladder he didn't even know was there. God gave him favor with a prison guard, and the prison guard put Joseph in charge of everybody in the prison. If you wanted to upgrade to Honey Nut Cheerios from regular Cheerios, well, you're going to have to talk that over with Joseph. After a while, God gave two inmates dreams. They came to breakfast a little puzzled that morning. Hey, good morning, fellas. Morning, Joseph. Guys, why are the long faces? Things are looking up around here. We're getting Honey Nut Cheerios, and today's grilled cheese day. Joseph, we're not hungry. Both of us had these dreams last night, and we've talked it over with each other. We have no idea what they mean. Dreams. That had to pierce Joseph like a sword. Dreams landed Joseph in this dungeon. If he hadn't had those dreams, or if he hadn't shared those dreams, he might be marrying that cute brunette across the street in Canaan. But somehow, only by the grace of God, Joseph wasn't bitter. He nodded his head. Dreams, huh? Well, interpretations to dreams belong to God, you know. Let's hear them. And the butler started to tell his story, which I'll tell you right after this. Good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to Forgetful and Fruitful on Simplify. The butler said, okay, well, there was, there was this vine in my dream, and this vine shot out three branches, and those three branches budded and blossomed and shot out grapes. And I grabbed those grapes, I pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, which I was holding. I handed Pharaoh's cup back to Pharaoh, you know, just like I used to do. And Joseph smiled. Man, good news. In three days, you'll be taken out of here. You'll get your old job back, and you'll be serving Pharaoh Shirley Temples on the royal court in no time. And when you get out of here, and you will get out of here, put a good word in for me to Pharaoh. Tell Pharaoh, I didn't do anything wrong. I I haven't hurt anybody. I don't deserve to be here. The baker couldn't help but smile when he heard the good news. So he piped up. Well, hey, hey, Joseph, I had a dream too. In my dream, three baskets were sitting on top of my head and they were brimful of baked goods for Pharaoh. It, (laughs) It looked delicious. The bird swooped down and ate the baked goods out of the basket on top of my head. I know it's strange, but what do you think it means? And Joseph sighed. He liked the baker, but he didn't have good news for the baker. Joseph answered a little slower, a little softer than he answered the butler. Well, bud, in three days you'll be taken out of here. Well, that's good. And hung. That's not good. Biscuit? It was a quiet breakfast, as Joseph and the butler couldn't help be happy and sad at the same time. Just like Joseph interpreted, in three days the butler was released and restored, and the baker was marched off and hung. But in all the hullabaloo, the butler forgot Joseph for two full years. I'll never understand certain passages in Scripture, and this one is one of them. God could have reminded the butler of the man he forgot, but God didn't. For two more years, God allowed Joseph to stay in prison For a crime, God, Joseph, Potiphar's wife, and probably Potiphar, knew very well Joseph did not commit. He stayed there for two more years. But when God and Joseph were ready, at the end of those two years, God gave Pharaoh two dreams. 
God was at work again. Pharaoh called in his best and brightest minds into the court to give him the wife or the what he dreamed, and they had nothing. Uh, too much sriracha? I, I'm sorry, boss, but we have no idea what your dreams mean. All of a sudden, the forgetful butler remembered the friend he forgot. He gushed to Pharaoh all about Joseph, how Joseph told him he would be released and restored and the baker would be marched off and hung, and both happened just as Joseph said. After two years of hoping he would be remembered, Joseph heard the guard come down the hall with a set of keys. The guard said gruffly, but respectfully, Joseph, shave, change your clothes, you're going in to see Pharaoh. This Hebrew inmate stood before the most powerful man in the world, and Pharaoh asked Joseph for help. He detailed his dreams, and once again with God's help, Joseph interpreted them. Okay, there are going to be seven years of plenty. Everybody will have more than enough Doritos and Dr. Pepper for seven years. Don't worry about those. Right after those seven years will come seven years of famine so severe, we will forget how good it was because of how bad it will be. Your Majesty, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but you need to appoint somebody to manage your affairs. Gather crops into storehouses during the years of plenty, so there will be plenty during the years of famine. When Pharaoh heard Joseph's business plan, Joseph got the job he didn't even know he was interviewing for. Second in command in Egypt. Pharaoh's vice president. Pharaoh suddenly snapped his fingers and a, a tailor appeared out of nowhere, starting sizing Joseph for a royal robe and the jeweler for a signet ring. Joseph woke that morning in the prison and went to sleep that night on Egyptian cotton in his own room in the palace. And to tie all of this in a beautiful bow, Pharaoh gave Joseph a young lady to be his bride. God blessed Joseph. God blessed his bride, gave them a baby boy. They named Manasseh, meaning God has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. Joseph stood there in an Egyptian nursery holding the hand of an Egyptian bride, staring into a bassinet at his baby boy born in Egypt. Life was supposed to be so different. He was supposed to marry that cute brunette from Canaan, farm the fields, raise up boys to fish with their granddad. This was not the life Joseph dreamed of. But as his baby boy lay sleeping, Joseph sighed a deep breath and God worked a deep miracle. And Joseph said, God has manassed me. God has removed the sting of my past from my memory. After being thrown in a dry well to die and sold to slave traders and sold into Egypt and lied on and accused and thrown into prison and forgotten for two more years, Joseph could have refused to forgive, but he allowed God to heal his heart and be able to say, God has removed the sting of my past from my memory. Joseph, that can't be. Your brother stripped you of your coat and threw you into a dry well to die. God has made me forget. When your own flesh and blood sold you for a scant twenty shekels of silver, God has made me forget. You were a man of integrity. You stood for right when tempted to do wrong, and Potiphar's wife still lied on you, and you were thrown into prison for a crime you and pretty much everybody in Egypt knew you did not commit. But God has made me forget. Okay, well, let's talk about forgetting. You were forgotten when you should have been freed. For two years, you were forgotten by somebody. You helped. Doesn't that hurt? I know. Well, at least I did. But thank God. God made me forget. Joseph was unjustly treated, unjustly accused, unjustly abused, unjustly neglected. 
and likely so were some of you. And to pour a barrel of salt in a wide-open wound, it might have been by family. It is never the will of a just God to turn a blind eye to injustice. But please hear this. It is also never his will for his church to be empowered by his spirit, but imprisoned by your past. Even if you did nothing wrong, you have to allow God to Manasseh you. Allow God to remove the sting of your past from your memory. Forgetting or forgiving did not right his brother's wrongs, but forgiving and forgetting did free Joseph to live life again. Some of you are thinking, but you don't know how much they hurt me. They need to hurt for the way they hurt me. But unforgiveness hurts you, not the one who hurt you. As hard as it is to forgive, God is calling every one of us to forgive everyone who has hurt us. For your soul's sake, forgive them, because unforgiveness is a wicked warden. He locks you up all the while the person who hurts you walks free. All the while the key to your own cell sits on the bench beside you in the cell. Pray for God to give you the courage to do what you need to do. You need to forgive. And when you do, you can walk out of that cell and start to live life again. Right after Manasseh was born, God blessed Joseph and his wife with another baby boy. He named Ephraim. Ephraim means doubly fruitful. And Joseph said, God has made me fruitful. And here's the bonus, right in the heart of Egypt. God made Joseph fruitful in the land where he was locked up. When God helped Joseph forget the pain of his past, God blessed Joseph and made him fruitful in his future. In fact, doubly fruitful right there in Egypt. God doesn't have to take you out of your broken home to heal your hurt and help you forgive those who hurt you and make you fruitful. God doesn't have to move you all the way across time zones for God to heal you and help you. God can make you fruitful right there in the land of your affliction. We know once we get to heaven, we'll forget all our toil and all our labor all our pain, all our heartache, what a promise we have. But Joseph's story stands to testify that God is able and willing to remove the sting of your past from your memory and make you fruitful right where you are. Would you join me in prayer right now, especially if you have been hurt, maybe family hurt, maybe church hurt, but if you've been hurt in any way and you need God to bring healing, I want you to pray with me right now that the Lord would Manasseh you, remove the sting of your past from your memory, and then God would help you to be fruitful and live life in a way that honors, glorifies Him, and frees you. Jesus, we love you today. You forgave those who crucified you. Surely, we can, by your grace, forgive those who have hurt us. I ask you today, anybody out there who's been abused, accused, neglected, who's been mistreated, who's been hurt in any way by anyone, I pray, Jesus, you would help them to forgive. Manasseh them. I pray you would remove the sting of their past from their memory. Help them to look to you, Jesus. Help them to see how much you love them, how much you care for them, how much you will never leave them, no matter who has left them, I pray, in the name of Jesus for grace, your grace, to cover our past. And I ask you to help us all to be fruitful. Help us all to live a life that brings glory and honor to you, Jesus. I love you and I praise you and I thank you for what you're going to do. I ask you for your will to be done, your kingdom to come in the precious, lovely, wonderful, holy name of Jesus. Amen. 
Thank you, Simplify listeners. I hope this has been a blessing and a help to you. Subscribe and share. Follow. Click on the notification so you'll never miss an episode anytime one drops and you can share it with others who need to hear especially this particular lesson and message. Also, head over to PentecostalPublishing.com, pick up Simplify, the devotional, and 10 words, a practical look at the Ten Commandments. You can get both of those at PentecostalPublishing.com. Use promo code SIMPLIFY when you check out and save 10% off your entire order. So if you get $1,000 worth, well, my math tells me you save 100 off of your entire order. So pick up those books and anything else you need in your devotional walk. It's all there, PentecostalPublishing.com. Or you can head over to Amazon, get it for Kindle. Or if you live in Mount Vernon, Ohio, the Knox County area, you can pick up Simplify and 10 Words right at Paragraphs, corner of South Main in East Ohio. It's a charming bookstore, and those copies there at Paragraphs are signed. You can pick those up there. Or (laughs) Simplify is in the works for Audible, but 10 Words is done. You can listen to 10 Words if you would rather listen than read, if you would rather listen on your commute or just while you're in the backyard watching the kids play badminton, you can listen to 10 Words on Audible. Thanks to you, sweet, loyal listeners, and those who have shared with others, we have just crossed 140,000 all-time downloads. Thanks so much, guys. I'm just plum honored that you would make Simplify part of your devotional walk. Next week, speaking of walk, We're going to walk right out of the book of beginnings, and I want to continue the story with an episode entitled, Shiet a Baby, It's a Boy. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week, and always look forward to walking closer with our Jesus as we walk through Simplify.